0: Oh, what a fluster of activity there was in the commons that morning. The eager gnomes had never organized for a trek like this before. True, in their own times, they each had taken their own scout about, But a scoutabout is always taken alone. This was going to be a grand expedition, including most of the gnomes of Limondor. Only Pebble and Teasel and Tweed would not be there. Pebble, as we know, slept during the day. The day before it turned out, after having delivered those mended socks... Teasel and Tweed had gone off on a wool hunting trip. Hummy, who was supposed to have told them about the excursion, had sadly forgotten to do so until that exciting morning. Hummy was simply devastated about it. The two gnomes forgave her, of course, and said that they expected a visit from Maggie that day anyway. And they said they would prefer staying at home anyways, as they enjoyed her visits and sweets so much. By the way, reader, a gnome's wool-hunting trip involves collecting any bits of fleece that local sheep happen to snag on a fence post or thorn bush. That wool, combined with spider silk, feather down, and milkweed pod silk, provides all the yarn that Lemondor could possibly need. As to the expedition, since it involved a group of gnomes who had been raised to be kind and thoughtful, each gnome who had gathered there had brought not only their own picnic lunch, but also something for everyone else and we know that a certain gnomon training had brought some treats as well. With Gus's mamma's baked goods—my, she baked a lot for Gus— Gilly's full bag of sunflower seeds, Brother Acorn's extra-large acorn-shell water jug, and Wren's yummy seed cakes, you would think that they planned to be gone for days. It's a good thing that Mossy had thought to bring his wheelbarrow, which Gus, with his youthful zeal, insisted on pushing. It was loaded to the top with the saw and shovel and any extra bulging travel bags. As soon as they had arrived in the commons, who should sweep down among them but Master Cruck? Hello, hello, my friends, he said. I was flying off towards home when I decided to return. I realized that I hadn't said thank you and goodbye to you all. Oh, hello, I see also that there are some of you I haven't even met yet. Each one stepped forward. Master Cruck, my name is Mossy of the Mossy clan. "'and my name is Brother Acorn of the Oaken Clan. "'Hello, sir. My name is Gus. I, "'I am a tall one, sort of, that is,' said the boy rather bravely, "'quite astonished by the imposing size of the bird. "'And this is my friend, Mr. Twig "'How do you do?' said the bird, nodding his mighty beak at each one. "'I am most pleased to meet you all,' he said with a gravelly voice. <clears throat> "'When introductions were made and thank yous were said,' Brother Acorn added, We are so grateful to you for giving Wren a ride yesterday, Master Cruck. Without your having done so, it might have been a long time before we learned about our fallen comrade. Do come back to visit us sometime. You will always be welcome here. Master Cruck spread his shiny black wings and lifted into the air. As he spiraled about, he called out, Caw, 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 caw! And his new friends all waved goodbye to him from below. It was agreed that Brother Acorn and Wren would lead the way. They were to be followed by Mossy and Niece and Gus who had charge of the wheelbarrow. Mr Twig Whittle walked with Gilly Gnome. Apparently, Gilly, when on his walk when on his scout about many years before, had visited Mr Twig Whittle's Donsey village, so they had much to talk about. Soon they were off. If one thought about it, all this fuss about the trek, as they called it, was really quite silly. The distance they had to walk to the fallen tree was actually shorter than the distance between Brother Acorn's home and the commons, but they all were glad to share the excitement of going there together, of honoring the tree, and of discovering whatever that mysterious item was that Wren had found. When they passed Wren's home, they unintentionally awakened Mr. Haibu, her sleepy neighbor owl. At first, his expression was not very nice. But when he saw that the venerable brother Acorn led the parade, he uttered a polite hoo-hoo before closing his big eyes. Beyond Wren's tree home there was not much of a path, so the going was much slower, especially with the wheelbarrow. However, they soon arrived at their destination. As each one entered the clearing, they gasped at the sad sight of the old grandfather oak lying there. They all stood by it in reverent silence. Though they were all mute, they shared the same thoughts about the tree. Thoughts about its age and history, about its greatness and majesty. They all thought about the fact that this massive oak was once a small acorn. That its tallest branches had grown to reach high over most of the other trees of Limondor. That now in time, it would give itself back to the earth. Brother Acorn led the tree-honoring prayer while they all place their hands on the tree's rough bark. Grand tree, we honor your strength. We are grateful for your beauty. Grand tree, we honor your age. We are grateful for your wisdom. Grand tree, we honor your peace. We are grateful for your patience. Grand tree, we honor your family. We are grateful for your shelter. Grand tree, we honor your life. This is a traditional known verse. Gus was very moved by the respect he saw them give the tree. He had never really thought much about the meaning of a fallen tree before. My, he was learning so much by being with his new friends. After they all honored the fallen tree, Brother Acorn said, "'Now, Wren, why don't you show us this mystery you found?' It's back over here by the heart of the rootstock, she said, leading the group around the great hole that was formed when the roots were wrenched out of the ground. Gus and the others circled the ragged pit as Wren climbed down into it. She balanced on an exposed root and pointed out the strange black metal ring and the thick root that had obviously, over the years, grown right through it. See? Here it looks like there is another part to this thing that reaches down into the earth, she said. Mossy suggested that she climb up out of the ditch and that they all sit down and have a picnic and discuss what was to be done next. Remember, reader, a daily celebration is one of the rules of Gnome, and sharing food is one of their favorite ways to celebrate. In no time at all, they had sat down in a circle on the moss and were sharing the foodstuffs that they had brought. Gus nibbled on a piece of gigantic sunflower seed that he had shared with niece. While he looked around at all the gnomes, if the truth be told, it, as it always should, he couldn't understand how everyone could just sit there so peacefully, munching away on their lunch, when one of the greatest mysteries had come across, next to the discovering of magic of Lemondore Woods and finding the great door on Star Mountain, was sitting at the roots of a great fallen tree. He so longed to jump down and quickly start whittling away at the roots and find out, once and for all, what that mysterious thing was. But among the many things Gus was learning, the most challenging lesson of all was patience. So Gus just sat and waited. He took deep breaths. He thought about all the possibilities that the strange thing could be, and he waited and waited and waited.